Und weißen lieben lang. Herzlich willkommen zurück auf Shark America. This episode is brought to you by Trivago. Uh, I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Joining me as always, co-host Jack Mangan. Jack, how are we doing this evening? Love that shout out and uh, love that tagline even more. Hotel, Trivago. Schalke, <laughs> promotion or relegation. Oh. One of those two probably. We'll <laughs> see. No, yeah. Um, nothing in the middle for us this year. No. Um, I'm doing well, Richard. How are you? Despite despite you know the result this weekend, which was you know yet another step in the wrong direction, uh, a lot of off field activity to talk about and potentially some uh, some room for optimism. Yeah, yeah, we got a, a new manager. We got a new CEO. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's obviously international break, so we we wanted that, right? That was I think before that before all that happened. I think hey, international break. Let's take a break. Let's take a rest. Let's kind of regroup here. Uh, but yeah, new manager, new CEO in tow now. Um, good move. Uh, where do you want to start? We obviously got the new people to talk about, uh, and then also got the game to talk about. I guess if we wanted to, but uh, we can we can start with Herta and then end on the more positive note, or we can you know up to you. I like your style. I like your okay. style. Uh, yeah, let's uh, before we get into all the new the new people in place, let's go back to uh, last. What was a Sunday? Uh, I was actually gonna wanted to do a live stream, and then I wait. I'm, I'm watching. I'm starting watching the game. I'm like. Oh, I was gonna do a live stream. Whoops! Oh, never mind. <laughs> so it didn't happen. But anyway, uh, I'm kind of glad it didn't because uh, it was the uh, Schalke that we come to know and love uh, so far this season. Uh, hooking up against Hertha Berlin, uh, starting lineups in this one. Uh, Justin Hickerin is in, in goal instead of uh, Langer, and then back four, the goat is back with uh, Matriciani with Baumgartel, Kaminski, and Oyan. You had a midfield five of Templeman, Schallenberg, Drexler back in the lineup, Kataman and Merkin with Sebastian Poulter up top. I was a little surprised to see the, the goalie switch uh, in this game, but uh, what were thoughts on the uh, lineup overall going into this? Um, I'm actually kind of pleased to see the goalie switch, which is no disrespect to like Longer, I think. But I mean, yeah. you, you've had Heckron on, on the team for you know a bit now, and at some point, I think you just got to give them an opportunity. I mean, like you, you have like the, you have the two people who would otherwise be, you know, number one and number two, or like one and one B, if you want to call it that. You know, if you want, yeah. you know, to give so Fairman doesn't explode on us, right? Uh, no, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, if not now, like when are you actually going to give them an opportunity? This is like the best opportunity possibly, given the uh, the injury situation. Um, so yeah, I was fine with it. I mean, I, yeah, and I was I thought he did okay. You know, uh, had, had a couple of good moments. I thought. Um, you know, defense didn't help him out at times, but um, good to at least get a look at him. Yeah, I, I can't say that either goal was his fault in this one. Um, good to see Matriciani back in there, especially, you know, Bruner, injury or not, he's just not been playing well this year. I mean, no one in the back four really has, in particular the center backs, but uh, good to see Matriciani back there. He kind of did get burned in the second goal, which we'll get to, but uh, happy to see him in the starting lineup. And then again, Kahneman, Kahneman back into the starting 11. Uh, always good to see him because he seemed to be lively when he was with us. It's still not as good as what we had hoped him to be, but he, for uh, for this season, he's been one of the better players. It seems like the more consistent players, I should say. Uh, so good to see him back in the lineup. And obviously, Sebastian Poulter, always good to see him. I think he's deserved a start. And obviously, Tarota is hurt coming off of injury. Um, so he's not going to get the start in this one. But uh, I think Poulter 
shown us that he's more than deserved to be a starter on this on this team. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's there's things to like about Poulter's game in contrast uh, with Torada. We did see Torada come off the bench in this one ultimately um, mm-hmm. for the final 30 or so minutes, and maybe that's a cameo that's going to lead to um, his reinsertion into the starting lineup. We'll have to wait and see, uh, you know, what the new boss thinks about that situation. Potential for both of them, although I doubt we're going to go in that direction. Yeah. Um, given kind of the profile of both, I don't think you're going to like double stack those too often. But, you know, we are potentially going to be seeing a um, – a starting shape that would accommodate two two strikers. Um, yeah, but as far as far as the rest of the lineup, uh, Merkin, I have issues with him in the sense of like I think he's a little bit uh, his first touch can be a little bit loose at times. Um, yeah. But I do think uh, I like his energy. I think he's got a good shot on him, um, and so I think there's always a couple moments in the game where he he creates something. Um, I thought Drexler had a pretty you know steady hand in the first half um, overall, and yeah, I mean I agree on your you know your Caramon take overall. I think as well. Uh, the the visitors we had Ernst and Go with uh, former Shaka player John Joe Kenny back in our lives and right back with Leisner Kemp and uh, uh, Karbavnik uh, with uh, Dardai uh, Bukalikis Zivok Privlik who would be a goal scorer Fabian Riza former Shaka player goal scorer in this game and Tabakovic uh, in goal or uh, as a striker um, obviously the two former Shaka players are guys going to draw our attention just just from the name alone uh, John Joe Kenny not been performing as well you know for Hertha but uh Fabian Riza if he's getting starting minutes it means he's got to be doing some something good um he certainly did in this game but uh thoughts on on Hertha's lineup going into this one yeah well I mean if there's if there's one former Schalke player in the lineup the probability of that player scoring goal is about 50 percent if there's two former Schalke players in the lineup the probability of one of those scoring goal skyrockets <laughs> to 100 percent so when you know when you see both John Joe Kenny and uh, Fabian Reza in in the starting lineup, you're not particularly pleased about that. No, um, Fabian Reza seems like he's been in a good run of form as well. I think he you know had a pretty good season uh, last year. You know, both scoring and and, and setting things up. And um, uh, from what I understand, has had a pretty good start to this campaign as well, despite what is just an atrocious haircut. But um, yeah, uh, good to see. Good to see him thriving elsewhere. I mean, I never, I always want to see, you know, the players that, uh, you know, try to break it into the first team and don't quite work out. You don't want them to obviously go on and have uh, good careers. Just don't really appreciate it when they come back and score against us. And uh, as far as he goes real quick, certainly seems like he was on try hard mode yeah. today, like yeah. playing with the chip on his shoulder. It seemed like he had a point to prove he was, he was, you know, hand waving, calling for the ball, yeah. taking people on, you know, right and left and, uh, you know, proved to be a handful. He did. He did. Uh, first half, I thought overall, you know, the first half it was it was an okay performance. Um, you know, worth note, Keenan Kataman gets a yellow card into what the thirty-first minute in the, in the game. But really, you know, Heckerin had to make a couple saves in that first half. Uh, offensively, I didn't think we did much. I mean, anything that really drew my ire. Um, it really wasn't until what the forty-first minute or so, whatever, Hertha scored. Um, it was a really weird play where. Ball get, comes in, um, nobody really touches it, and and it hits off of uh, Prevlik and he scores a goal. You know, Heckerin was kind of frozen in his spot. He had two both center backs, Kaminsky and and Baumgartel, just looking at it and watch the ball bounce and leave wide open. I mean, thoughts on that goal? I mean, sixes and sevens back there uh, on that play. Yeah, I mean, you definitely don't want to see your goalkeeper kind of let that one go through. So I'm not saying that was a you know yeah. great moment from him. Could have been more but, aggressive for sure. Um, certainly seemed like somebody was going to get 
you know, a, a body part on that before he would have a potential to get it. So I think he was just caught off guard by the fact that ended up kind of bouncing freely. Yeah, um, yeah but it comes off of like a deflected cross and everything. So complete freak goal, bad goal to concede, obviously, but not the result of a particularly incisive um, hair to move. So nothing to be concerned about in terms of, you know, that. But um, yeah, still pretty frustrating uh, leading into halftime to uh, to concede that way. So you you're hoping that the team would regroup and uh, get their wits back about them back and didn't really quite happen because right out of the break uh, you know Herta with the attack and as you mentioned before uh, when you have two shotgun players in the lineup the chances of someone scoring is very high more than guaranteed and uh, Fabian Riza on the left hand side goes one on one decides to go one on one against uh, the goat and uh, nutmegs him and then nutmegs the goalkeeper in a wonderful goal by him really poor defense overall by everybody. Uh, but two nothing at that point. I'm like, oh fuck, here we go. The game's over. Uh, but completely destroyed our defense on that goal. Yeah. Um, you know, went against uh Gotriciani and unfortunately uh kind of did him there. Uh nutmeg, blew right past him, uh fired a shot off near post. Uh really nicely worked. Not the first time that Fabi Reyes was looking good in this match. He was, like I said earlier, active, um, consistently incisive. Um, putting us under pressure. It definitely seemed like they were attacking Matriciani a lot down that side yeah. um, on the dribble. Um, uh, when, when Fabian Reza was subbed out later, I forget who came in for him. Uh, that player, you know, smoked Matriciani once as well later in the game. So uh, kind of a mixed bag for Matriciani. They definitely had some tough moments on the defensive end. Um, ultimately contributed a couple nice things on the offensive end and made a couple good stops as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, the same kind of thing we see from him sometimes just getting undone some of those pacier situations and, uh, yeah, no, but like I said, credit to Fabian Reza. Uh, nice goal. Gustav Christensen was a, was a player who came in for Reza and, and right. did, did that to him. Um, it's funny because I, you know, when you think of Gotriciani and what is actually his best position or what's his natural position, I, I think I would say right back. And it seems like out of right back, center back, and left back, he gets beat the most on the right back position. <laughs> that is what it seems like. Uh, maybe because he plays more conservatively in the other two positions, he doesn't get beat. Maybe he's too confident or too comfortable at the right back position, but it seems like they're always beating him on the right hand side. And it's like, oh god, come on! I thought you were right, right back. But uh, I digress. Uh, that goal happens. It's two nothing at this point. So you figure they got to throw the kitchen sink at everybody. Uh, they had about four substitutions in a matter of like a couple minutes span. You had Kabadai coming in for Oyan. You had Lasme coming in for Drexler. Uh, Seguin came in for Schallenberg, and then Simo Torda for Poulter. That's a like for like there. Um, Seemed a little bit better at, at that point. Um, Lasma had a really great opportunity in the 61st minute or 62nd minute. Comes down his right-hand side, as we've seen so many times this year. Gets one. Was it off the post or was the goalie saved? Do you remember that? I don't, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it was a great opportunity. Um, I, th- I feel like it was a goalkeeper save, but uh, great chance there by Brian Lasma. Um, and really, we, we we started getting more and more opportunities in the second half, I thought. Um, Especially with um, when did Tom when did when did Odrago came on? He came in late. Um, I, I thought we did a good job in the second half, especially once Lazma came in, um, playing into those wide areas more, getting crosses yeah. in, winning corner kicks, yeah. and, and basically doing things to try to unsettle. Was another young goalkeeper on the opposite side from Hurricane and um, on Hertz's line. I think that's a smart strategy potentially. Just get a lot of stuff in the air, get the goalkeeper kind of like away from some of his normal positions and having to kind of get off balance and stuff. Um, so, I mean, I, I liked that. And, you know, every time he can get Lasma healthy and, and down the wing, I um, mean, those cameo roles, you know, especially when he has like the fresh leg advantage later in the yeah. matches, um, he can create some separation and create some danger for sure. 
And one of the guys who maybe didn't have so much fresh legs, Kahneman, uh, in the 81st minutes coming down, he's looking for Simo Toroda, and Toroda, you know, smartly leaves it off because Kabadai is coming with a better angle and kind of opens up his hips and does a nice finish there. 2-1 at that point. You're like, okay, 10 minutes left. Maybe there's a chance we're going to come back in there in this game. So was that intentional for you, by the way? Do you think he was playing that to Toroda? Do you think he was playing that to Kabadai? I think he was playing to Toroda. I, I honestly do. And I think Kabadai just came out of nowhere from the backside with the speed and, and cut. And I think Toroda was a smart one kind of – Noticed that he was coming and he like, kind of let it go and um... maybe Torres didn't have the pace, but <laughs> maybe. <laughs> no, yeah. When I when I watched it live, it, it looked like it was intentional to Kabadai. Yeah. On some of the replays, I was less convinced, and yeah, you, know, you may be correct in terms of it being intended elsewhere. But um, if it was to Kabadai, it was perfectly weighted, and uh, I think Kabadai did a great job opening his hips up, going to that far far corner, finished it well. Um, and you know, at that point, hey, you know, still like what ten minutes or so left uh, to try yeah. to make the difference. A bunch of fresh legs on. You know, at that time, so um, you know, could have made something happen. We had one last fresh leg, which would be uh, Asan Odrago, and uh, man, wh- why didn't they bring him on earlier? Because he was like almost an instant impact at that point. Um, he had one play just before the end of the game where he kind of went through like everybody on Hertha and just misses it wide. Um, again, I mean, it'd, it'd be good to see Alasme, Odrago, uh, Kabadai all on the, on the pitch at the same time because I think all three of them. Are the best chances we have at scoring goals, at least breaking breaking down the defenses, and maybe you have a Poulter or a Toroto trying to tap tap it in as poachers as they are. Yeah, this was I think like the first week that we really started seeing um, rumors or whispers of you know interest around Europe. You know, kind of keeping tabs on where dry over that of kind interest, of thing. So, yeah. um, and you know, not not surprising obviously with the uh, you know despite how poorly Shock has been doing, he's been obviously raising some eyebrows. Um, I think so. Uh, yeah, I mean, would have liked to see him a little bit earlier in this match. Maybe they're protecting him from the minutes that he's playing or some of that. Still, obviously, very young. Um, or maybe you know, he's finishing up some homework. Who knows? But uh, yeah, uh, great player. Yeah, no, he certainly was. Um, end up losing the game two to one. Uh, I mean, we had a decent amount of shots, sixteen shots. Both teams had that. We had more shots on target than they did. Um, possession was fairly even in this game. Fouls are even. We had eleven corners of their five. So, I mean. But most of that came from a second half performance, but I still think it's like we were missing something. And I thought there'd be a new manager bump, and it's not really a new manager, right? We Kreutzer's been with the team, but I thought, you know, for sure with with the firing of Rice, that they would the team would respond. And I didn't completely get that. There were moments where there were certainly there was certainly passion and fire, especially in that second half. But overall, I thought still it's, it, the team was lacking. Uh, and I, I was a bum to see that, especially with you know Kreutzer and, and Buskins leading the way. Yeah, I thought we were very stagnant in yeah. sort of our, our possession shape. Not a lot happening in front of the center backs for them to kind of like you know play out of the back uh, yeah. when we tried to do that. Um, so you know we saw a lot of long balls stuff with the side. Um, it's you know it's I think one of our better opportunities um, in the game, uh, probably one of our higher XG opportunities at least came I think off of like a you know Hecarin goal kick yeah. um which somehow makes down on the right hand side i think it's played to, to drexler in the center and he's like wide open in front of goal and just like skies it off target or something unfortunate you know finish from him um but yeah outside of like transition moments and that uh we, i think we rarely saw us doing a lot of good stuff from uh you know possession in the final third yeah occasionally in the match but yeah not 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 frequently enough yeah and it's um it's funny because i don't remember if it was a pre-match press conference or the post-match press conference but they had Kreutzer up there and it may have been in the week leading up to it but uh only one person showed up to the uh press conference in terms of reporters 
Uh, there was nobody was really interested at that point. We're like, okay, whatever. This is a shock of the shit show. We're not gonna, we're not gonna go, you know, be part of this press conference. But um, after the game, there was some uh, some changes happening, and we kind of knew this. Uh, Alex Heffer had mentioned leading up to this week that uh, their new CEO and new manager would be announced um, during an international break, and you know, to his word, that, that did happen. Uh, first, we'll start with the uh, new CEO um where is my screen is that what that's what i wanted um mateus tillman uh 39 year old is overwhelmingly uh, approved by the supervisory board uh he has a contract until january 1st 2024 or begins january 2021 what is it what is it um actually let's look at my screen here there you go appointed oh as of january 1st so he doesn't start until the 21st that's right that's when uh what's his name steps down um Oh my god, I'm I'm having a brain fart just tonight. But anyway, Tillman, the big joke, obviously, I made it at the at the start of the show is you know, he's a friend of Alex Heffer and he's coming over from Trivago, where he was a CFO there. Um, no really football experience whatsoever. Thoughts on him, because I think the idea with him is what he does behind the scenes and the marketing and financially and, and financial and yeah, and social yeah. media, all that stuff. So I mean, thoughts on, on the hiring of uh, Mateus Tillman. When it, when it comes to these kind of things, I'm not going to pretend like I'm well educated on you know this guy's business career, or, you know the work he did at you know Trivago, whatever. Um, from what I gather from you know the commentary and reporting I've seen, um, you know it seems like he could, as I just mentioned, be um, useful, uh, kind of taking us forward out of the financial issues that we had previously and helping to you know get some structure and getting us operating efficiently. So um, if that's the case, happy to see it. Um, don't really know what else to say beyond that. Uh, wish him yeah. you know, all the best in the role. Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, I think what we heard from him in the background could, is going to certainly help us. But um, yeah, I mean, people, there's a, there's certainly the naysayers out there, and the people who want to you know back him. But uh, we'll see. You got to give him a chance, right? And see what if he, see what he can do, and really if he can help us with the financial part, especially uh, that can do wonders for us because we really don't have any funds at the moment, and we really can't you know buy players where we need to or or you know compensate for areas that we were lacking in and and use it with money we have the results in free transfers and buddy buddy relationships and then yeah, it's not gonna get us anywhere if we do that uh so uh we'll see what he does and uh good luck to him and welcome to the team but uh the other bigger news the more bigger news well the rumors was um that this manager former manager so last season um a, a belgian club who had a couple years ago before got promoted from the second division in Belgium to the first division and automatically went up to second place that next season in the, in the top division and Karel Gerard, Gerard, he was the assistant manager for that team. And then the following year, he would take over as manager, continue that had a really great season last year, finished second again, just missed the title by in the last minutes of the, of the game of the season, um, got to the semifinals of the Belgian cup and lost in the penalty kicks. And then, you went to Europa League and lost to Xabi uh, Alonso's Leverkusen team. Um, and so pretty impressive season last year. I, wa I did follow them closely just because of they were Cinderella's story. Knew nothing about the team or or, or the manager. Uh, so when I heard rumors that he would be the new manager, I said, hey, that's great. That'd be a perfect signing. I don't believe it, though, because he seems like such a hot commodity uh, and very anti-Schalke in terms of what the supervisory board would be looking for because uh, he's not German. Uh, has nothing to do with Schalke in history. And... In, it just didn't seem like a very sexy Schalke pick because it's something we would see. But the days went on, and all of a sudden, guys like Sky Dirk and other people, Andreas Aaron, started um, confirming that the rumors were were true. And then, lo and behold, our new manager it was announced um, 
thoughts on on him um i did make a, a nice video which i'm obviously plugging right here uh the tactics of him if you haven't gone check it out go check it out a quick nine ten minute video talking about all the tactics he does what he can bring but i'm gonna let you go and and get your instant reaction on on this new hiring no, I mean, I, I think you obviously watched a lot more of them uh, in Europe last year than I did in Europe, you know, more familiar. Yep. Uh, I think it's interesting in the sense that um, something of a creative hire from outside, but, you know, obviously some hype around his performances last year. Uh, somewhat surprising to be able to attract somebody like that, um, potentially. It just, I mean, I guess, it, I guess it just shows that regardless of everything going on, you know, it's, especially on the pitch for Schalke, um, it still is a desirable job to some extent. Um, we yeah. haven't completely lost that. And I think that's largely obviously a credit to, you know, the supporter base, um, you know, how many people they get in the stadium every yeah. week yeah. Um, to see them. Uh, you know, it, it's still it's still a massive club, um, despite our current you know failings and, and predicament. Um, so to be able to attract uh, somebody who had that kind of success in Europe last year um, is potentially exciting. It seems like from his press conference, um, he's. You know, amiable, but pretty no nonsense. Is going to look to implement, you know, some some discipline. Hopefully, unite the dressing room. Going to look for commitment on, you know, both both ends of the ball from his players. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, as you talked about a little bit, you know, uh, likely going to at least try to experiment or implement like a three five two shape. Um, generally, uh, you know, he said in the press conference that he's you know definitely open to flexibility. Wants to have multiple options. I still get the sense that he's probably, you know, he does kind of favor that and may try to make it work. Um, I think that has interesting implications when you kind of look at our squad, because um, I think that some of our strengths at the moment are kind of more in like the winger position, you mm-hmm. could argue, mm-hmm. to some extent. And that, yeah. you know, a change of shape in that regard may make that difficult to accommodate some of those players. And it may not be, you know, the optimal usage of the squad. I don't know how you feel about it. What do you think? Yeah, I was going to bring this earlier, but I wanted to wait till we mentioned about the the new manager because I feel like a name that could be, you know, you mentioned possibly a Polter Toroda a strike a partnership, striker striker partnership, um, and that maybe couldn't work because they're both very similar players. I, I I would not be surprised and you know keep an eye out Brian Lasme. Uh, he's mobile, he's big, but he certainly has the qualities to be a perfect partner to a Toroda or a Polter, I think, and so. He did play for Armenia Bielefeld in the striker position. He played many positions up in the attack, but he, you know, he got a, he got a, what nine, eleven goals, eleven goals last year, I think, uh, for Armenia Bielefeld in in the striker position. So, I would not be surprised if they went that direction, honestly. So, uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, thoughts on possibly having a, a last me up there, or or what's your early what's your early indication if they do go two striker system? Yeah, I'm definitely interested in seeing that. I, I think that, you know the point I was more trying to make is like you know you look at some of the current stacks like Merkin and OEM, I mean, like yeah, one of those yeah, guys yeah. going to have to go in that situation, which is fine. I'm not saying that like, you know, Merkin yeah. has to be in the lineup or anything along those lines. Um, and then you just have, you know, you have players like, I mean, Caramon played a little bit more centrally potentially in this game, but like you have yeah. players like Caramon or Kazuki or, or, you know, Wazma, if you don't move them up to the top and, 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 you know, if you move to that kind of shape, it gets harder to accommodate some of those guys uh, in those wider areas. So um, yeah, I mean, like, like who, who would you play? Who would you play as like wing back? Do you just go Bruno? I mean, like on, on the on, right on, side. On, on, yeah, on the right side. Man, that is that is tough because I mean, certainly you could certainly Oyan is one on the left you want to put in there, and, and uh, the vice would be Merkin. Um, but the right side can't do Iden because he's in Turkey, right? Uh, but uh, man, that, I think that's that's tough. I mean, you could put Drexler, even though he's not a right back. Um, uh, but Tristiani could could probably play that role to an extent, even though you probably want him in the back because um, he's not pacey at all. 
Bruner, I can't. I guess Bruner by default. But that, that's all I'm saying. That, that, that's all I'm saying is like I'm not. I'm not anti three five two or anything like that. If we want to go in that direction, I'm just. I'm just. You know, when we talk about the squad makeup, um, I'm just. I'm sure there's plenty of players that could slot in and, and do a job. I'm just when I'm looking at it, it's not yeah particularly clear, at least convincing without having yeah. seen it first. And you kind of mentioned this that uh, you know the Schalke still being a, a a sexy pick in Europe. And when when the name the rumors started happening with with, with Mr. Gerrards, um, another team that popped up was Bordeaux, and I'm like, well, Bordeaux is a, a top division team. He's gonna have he's gonna go there, right? Why why would he come to a second division team? Uh, but sure enough, he mentioned his press conference. He goes, hey, and you know Belgium, Schalke is a huge club. We we you know, we know with our historic club, and um, you know we were all happy when when Chaka came calling, and I was more than ecstatic to to join the team. Apparently, he was at the game hiding in the suites uh, to to keep out of eye, try to not you know break the uh, break the news too early. Uh, so they showed a video of that when he was in the, one of the suites there. But uh, yeah, no, ha- having him uh, join the team, I think it's it's a great buzz. The buzz by the fan base, I think, is automatically so better than we've seen in since probably the first week of the year. Uh, for us and so because a lot of optimism like you said is very anti-shelka because they went outside it took a risk of somebody who's not from the from germany um someone doesn't speak german at all and uh no that's uh, i like that they were thinking outside the box they had to because everything we've done has been nothing work right you threw, you threw shit at the wall and nothing stuck uh and so excited about that i mean obviously there's a video go check out the video if you want a more in-depth tactical analysis go to shockamerica.com uh, wrote a wrote a piece a more in depth t- tactical piece on on how his uh, team last year uh, performed. Um, yeah, the three five two is interesting. I think we already saw today in practice what kind of what kind of player person he is. He's very amiable, like you said, but he's also like a no nonsense guy in the sense that he will make you guys make guys correct their mistakes. Uh, I heard from the practice today that uh, he you know he pulled um, um, Templeman aside and talked to him about a couple of mistakes he was making. Same thing with Matriciani. Um, did a lot Kevin of had a good game, by the way. I want to shout him out because I've been I've been kind of like not as high on him. I think in certain yeah. matches, as, I thought in the first half especially, he was all over the place and, and was really putting in a shift. Good job from him this past game. It's funny because I that this is one of the games that I was like, come on, man, because he had some really bad passes on the offensive side. I'm like, what are you doing? I see what Jack is talking about now. Yeah. <laughs> But like he was like, I mean, some some of his trackbacks and like, yes. and like yeah, and like and that's yeah, the one in, thing he in, does in, well. the, in the early first part of the first half where where you know he brought the energy early on. Yeah. Uh, it says I then, uh, but seriously, the right side would be a question mark. Yep, hundred percent, Eric, hundred percent. Um, and good to see you, non uh, non footy. Um, yeah, I think one thing, one one takeaway I took from you know what I've read into him and all his tactics and, and the gameplay I've seen is that. The one major improvement I can see from Schalke, other than he's going to be focused defensively, a discipline, right? Because his teams tend to be five at the back. When he goes for three five two, he goes a five uh, five three two uh, defensively, and we did that two years ago. We did that very well, and we kind of stayed on that position or that in that formation. That's when we kind of had that success at the end of the season, really. Uh, and so, if we can find some stability back there, that that would help immensely. But the other thing I think also what we saw also in practice today. And what his teams like to do are quick one-touch passings. It's not this, you know, the way Schalke just, you know, meanders up the pitch and just plays slowly. Think they're, you know, Pep Guardiola and just taking their time. It's like no, they're one-touch pass, quick, 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 quick passing. Um, what he likes to do is um, he likes to attack from the width area. So obviously, we already know how to cross the ball with Thomas Oyan, so that's going to help there. But they also he has Plan Bs and Plan Cs. He uses triangles and and likes to attack the defenses. And so I think that's area is going to improve the most from Schalke is the, the quick one-touch passing, plus hopefully some defensive stability. But first and foremost, 
you know, you got to play good defense to get good offense. And I think um, there's a chance with him, at least the, the hope is that he will be doing that. So uh, excited for that. Um, yeah, I agree with Eric. Big, we need a big ball winner. Uh, distribution off. Yep, that's implement for you. Um, but uh, yeah, excited for this. Uh, we we got to see what's going to yeah. happen. First, uh, friendly is going to be against Heracles Al Almelo um, from the mm -hmm. Divise. Uh, coming up in a couple of days, uh, actually. I think Saturday, right? Or sometime this week. I got a notification on my phone of when it's coming up. And then um, first official games against Karlsruhe uh, after the international break. So we got. it's good that they made the move immediately after the, the game because he's got a few more days to kind of get the team acclimated to him. And um, he's got his assistant. Uh, I forgot the, the guy's name. Tim. Uh, oh, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, but he, he brought him over from USG. Uh, you know, I agree though. I'm, I'm glad that we got it done as, as soon as we did, because um, they, they definitely seem like they kept it sort of under wraps, or at least more than you maybe have expected, given all the leaks coming from around the uh -huh. club recently. Yeah. If you can believe all of those, but um, yeah, certainly to, to be able to get him in right after the game and then have the international break from to kind of get his feet wet and start working with the players is, uh, I think, optimal. The game is on Thursday. Oh, here we go. Okay, the game's on Thursday. It's going to be live on YouTube, uh, so definitely check it, check that out. Um, game kicks off at 1 p.m. I guess our time, my time. I don't know. 1 p.m. Oh, there, uh, it'll be their time. Early game. time. There you go. No, I think it's actually uh, 1, 1 p.m. in Germany, so you're looking at, what, six hours back? So that's 7 a.m., 6 a.m. for you, so uh, a little pre-work uh game for us huh no <laughs> we'll see we'll see uh but yeah excited to see how the team looks and then we can you know talk about it after the international break but uh yeah uh lots of lots of down about the season right performances have not lived up to anything that we had hoped for um but we got you know we got a new ceo and we got a new manager and hopefully this manager can can write the ship here so we need to do something because we're currently in the relegation zone it's it's more than more than embarrassing i think um you know we're i don't yeah, know we want to be sunderland so yeah no we don't want to be sunderland we don't want to be kaiserslautern um there's a lot of teams that uh, fell to this fate right um it's funny i was talking i was wondering like how long has hamburg been down here in the Svita Liga, and uh they've been they've been here since like 2017 or something right i mean they've been here forever uh, this is almost like the new home here. The team that had what fifty years plus uh, in the Bundesliga and all of a sudden can't get back up, and so we don't want well, to. I mean, be that's the example. You said like, "Oh, we'll bounce right back up," and you know, ultimately we did last year, but it was kind of fortunate given the run we went at the end of the season. And you look at a you know a club like Hamburg that everyone thought like couldn't get relegated in the first place, and then it was you know five years you know consistently down there, kind of a thing. So it, it can it can happen to anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and hopefully we can right the ship. The, the math still is obviously crazy at this point in the season. Um, so, you know, if we rattle off a few wins, things can change quickly. And I mean, look, I, I don't I don't anticipate us getting promoted this season. But if we can, you know, right the ship and finish in a comfortable table position, I think that would be, you know, positive. And who knows what's possible with the new manager? We'll have to see, uh, you know, if his uh, philosophy is able to implement it, and if the uh, the changes work. Yeah. And he even mentioned like, he's like, I, I know where we are on the table. I'm not going to make any predictions. I'm just going to we're going to focus one game at a time. And if we keep getting results. You know, end of the season, we'll be in a good place where we're supposed to be. Uh, and so that's the only way they can take it at this moment, right? And, and hopefully get on a hot streak and, just, and stay hot because uh, currently uh, St. Pauli sit on top of the table, 19 points, Hamburg and Kaiserslautern, um, second and third with 17 points each. And we're lonely in uh, 16th position at seven points. So way, way away. But hey, you string a bunch of results, you beat those teams at the top when you come back and you play them this season, anything can happen. So, um, not all down in the doldrum still, but uh, let's let's see what happens here. 
Absolutely. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about for inter- it's international break? So uh, not really going to do anything until after the international break. <laughs> uh, I was victorious in the Chicago America Derby this past weekend. Uh, Bears beating the Commanders. <laughs> uh, my Chicago Bears finally getting a win at the expense of the Washington football team. Uh, Justin Fields looking uh, looking quite good for the most part. Offensive line finally doing some work with uh, you know Tevin Jenkins back in there. So uh, any German viewers probably have no idea what we're talking about right now. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, NFL action. Uh, Richard and our teams played last weekend, and uh, the Bears finally got it done. Let me translate in German. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, that was. Uh, I was hoping to be a one bright spot for me last weekend. Last week this totally sucked for me. <laughs> Oh, well, that's it is what it is, right? Both our teams are, are just not that great. So um, apparently my team is the worst of the two. So, all right, uh, let's get out of here. Big international break. Don't expect the podcast unless something that crazy happens uh, with the team or something like that. Uh, but maybe um, yeah, maybe, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll do a little late night chat or something this weekend uh, to wrap up the uh, the Heracles game to see how that went. Uh, but uh, only if we win. <laughs> all right jack uh where can our uh, social media where can our social media find you where can <laughs> where can our followers find you on social media at jm mangan j-m-m-a-n-g-a-n on twitter slash x <laughs> x that's right uh you can follow me at r underscore k-h-a-r-m-a-n um more importantly follow shock america on youtube instagram anywhere on social social media uh definitely give a plug for our website shockamerica.com go check out the full tactical breakdown of uh carrell garartz and what to expect with him and if you want a little if you're more the visual person go to youtube check out the tactics video uh nine ten minutes long like i said uh get a little idea of what we are to expect with him uh this season so yeah do that and uh we'll catch you enjoy the international break try to uh get back to feeling happy because uh it's been a while with shaka right so <laughs> for jack myself for everyone in the chat Glukov, we see you guys. Have a good night and uh, enjoy the break. Glukov. Mm-hmm.